Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Senseis with your leading expert in strategy and leadership. Okay, okay. It's a tech talk today. <laughs> yeah. I've been pondering ever since I was invited to Singularity University, the Abuja chapter, to speak on exponential technology and its impact on trade right within Africa. Um, I did a lot of thinking, a lot of digging, more a lot of thinking than digging, you know. And I came up with one statement, really. And I will explain that statement after I've made it. It is not the exponential growth in technology. It's not exponential technology that will drive trade or drive advancement or drive the future for you and I. So for you listening to this podcast and you're thinking, how do I create wealth? How do I position myself, you know, to have sustainable wealth, income and all of that good stuff? You just need to know that it is not exponential technology that will do that, nor will it threaten your, you know, means of livelihood. On the contrary, it is your exponential use of technology that will make the difference. And I will explain, right? So, exponential technology basically just says that tech, tech keeps, you know, improving and growing faster and faster by the second. So. What you have now in another couple of months, you know, it would have been be more advanced and, and all of that stuff, which is, which is true because we have it on record that our telephones have more technology in them than the, all the tech that was in the first rocket ship that was launched to space. Okay. So that's, that's tech. I can, I can tell you another story. My my wedding, I always talk about that. My wedding pictures were taken with a two megapixel camera. How do I remember that? Well, the guy who were to hire to cover the event was making his pitch. And the major thing in his pitch was that, hey, you know, if you hire me, I'm using the latest technology. My camera is two megapixels. It'll bring out the photographs in digital, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Okay, thank you. Produce it. But I tell you right now that you are probably holding in your hand a camera, a phone that has a front-facing camera that is more than two megapixels. Not to mention the back camera. You know, so what you have in your hand is much greater than what I used in taking my wedding photos, and and they were great photos anyway. But in your hand. Will you be able to take great photos like the, the photographer who handled my wedding? Maybe not. Perhaps not. Maybe your selfie skills are, are at par with his um, photography skills and all of that. Who knows? But it just says one thing. It is not the tool. It is the person. So I, I, I played with the thoughts and, and a, a bit more and I'm saying, okay, look, if, how do you position for the future? Positioning for the future is understanding the changes that are happening. It's a comfortable place of awareness. What do I mean? I'd like to break it down for you. I'll give an example. I spoke to, I was telling my mother and my father 
that um, tech that in a couple of years I do not see medical doctors in their current format as being relevant. I mean, jobs of the future, I do not see medical doctors, right? And my, and my mother was, was like, oh, she was aghast, almost disgusted at what I was saying. Why? Because, I mean, she's in her 60s and she had, she had gone back to, to, to school to study medicine and imagine to become a medical doctor and, and here is her little boy telling her that, hey, in a couple of years, this profession is not going to be, there's not going to be one of the jobs of the future. And my father was curious. He said, why? Why, 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 why am I saying that? Am I saying we will not need doctors or people will not fall sick? I said, no, it's that things are changing. Industries are melding. Um, I can go online, put in my symptoms and get, and get with 99.9% accuracy diagnosis to my condition and probable um, recommendation. So the guys who are gathering data on ailments, the data scientists all of a sudden are becoming the doctors of tomorrow. So we're having, you can call them Google doctors, right? So the, the, that space is being taken over, but the human touch is not being taken over. You can hardly replace the human touch. Perhaps you, you, may, you may try, but there's something about human affection. So I expect we'll still have nurses. Maybe robo-nurse will come in at that point, who knows, but right now I expect we're going to have nurses, more nurses um, to give, give, give the touch and the doctors will have to play the role of a nurse if they really want to stay relevant in the future. That's my view, right? So what is that? Is it that technology has disappeared? Is it that technology is going to kill all the doctors? No, it's just that the dynamic has changed because you never really create one job and destroy another you just change the dynamics of things so now if you study medicine you're going to have to study from a position of a proper caregiver and other things you know the emotional aspects of it and so many things would, would come into play other than just diagnosis and administration of me medication as I see it right now okay so think of it again um, we've had that argument for years on end when it comes to computers what would computers do? Computers will make people lose their jobs and stuff. But till, until today, computers have not made people lose their jobs. We're saying computers would kill the paper industry. Um, it's yet to do that. It's just now we have computers, we have to print stuff, and, and printing has become, you know, paper has become another business. We're talking sustainability. Something has come up from that. There's a shift. So, these shifts that happen with massive growth in technology and its use do not destroy jobs, they just create other opportunities and a modification of the jobs and the wealth, the, you know, the dynamics around wealth creation. So we did trade by barter at one point in time, that was the exchange of value. Then we now have fiat money, which is exchange of value. Now you have cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. So value is changing. It's not that money has changed, but the money in itself is just a storage of value, you know? So that has changed. So there's a shift. Have you shifted with it? Are you recognizing these shifts and taking advantage of the shifts per time? That is where the future is. That's where exponential growth is. That's where exponential wealth is. So recognizing these shifts and working with the shifts is, is mainly what I'm talking about. If it sounds complex to you, let me break it down further. As things change, 
you innovate or evolve. Many of us are not on the cusp of innovation, but we can evolve. That means that you take, embrace the changes that are coming, adjust with them, and work with them, and, and think from the perspective of how is the change that is going on right now helping me, or how will it help me, how can it help me, how can I make the most of it, how can I position. So by asking questions rather than um, fighting the change that is inevitable, we are better positioned to be part of the change, to drive change, and to profit from change. So think of it, I mean, when cars were being invented, people would probably say, hey, no, you know, the coach driver is going to lose his job, and all of this is going to happen, and that is going to happen. But now, check it, how driving has created a whole new industry. Now, we're talking driverless cars, and people are thinking, mm, what happened to the taxi industry? But something is going to shift. Um, Uber came, there was a shift. Uh, Airbnb came, there was a shift. So, we're no longer... The, the thing about industry, what industry do you belong to, is going to thin out so much that you'll find somebody who will say, I'm a data analyst, but I'm in medical field. Um, you're not, are you a medical doctor? Did you train as a medical doctor? No, but I analyze data from different ailments and I'm able to give you a diagnosis that, oh, you have cancer, you're going to have cancer in the next 10 years if you continue like this. And someone says, um, who are you? I'm a dietitian. Uh, but you, you are always on the computer. Yes, I have been able to use, you know, data science again to to put together different kinds of foods and the different places where these foods are most effective. So if in the northern hemisphere, if you eat this kind of diet, this is what happens to your system because of this and that. If you're southern hemisphere, this is what happens to you, and this is why such fruits grow closer to the equator and blah 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 blah. But using data science to do all of that. So these industries are melding. I mean. Would you say that Uber is a taxi company or they are a technology company? Are you going to say that Airbnb is a is a is, is in tourism business or they're in the tech business? But they are all tech enabled. So tech and exponential technology, yes, has potential to transform things, but not so much as we do, you and I. It is our use of this technology that has the potential to transform things, and then keep us wealthy, keep us healthy, keep us ahead of the curve that my friends is <laughs> the thought for the day so pass the message across to friends share this message keep the conversation going and if you want to challenge it I am happy to host you and we discuss further on tech exponential technology and wealth creation you know its impact on wealth creation and its impact on you and me that was our time on senseis thank you for letting me into your space bye for now